0: With Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB Welcome to Green and Growing On 95.5 WSB I am your host Ashley Frasca Hour number two of the show I hope you've enjoyed it so far We uh, we have a lot of big topics for you today And I kind of teased in the last hour Everywhere from birds to NASCAR To Mick Jagger. The show is just going to be A little bit of everything today So I want you to stay tuned for that And a reminder of the Great Backyard Bird Count That began yesterday But at any point through Monday If you can take 15 minutes out And count birds in your yard But you do have to log it on the website Birdcount.org And create a free account Or on the app eBird.com So, or uh, the app eBird That's not .com, that's just an app So anyways, Joe Lample in studio with me Host of Growing a Greener World And known on social media as Joe Gardner Hey there! Hey Ashley. Wow, I'm so glad you came.
3: (laughs) I'm glad I'm here. Thanks for having me.
2: So I, I mean, I almost tailored this topic around you because I know your passion for starting seed and I know your experience and your knowledge on the subject and I thought that's going to be a great topic. I mean, Joe and I can talk about all other things (laughs) with all of you, but I just thought that that would be kind of a fun way to fill two hours And we're back to basics here on Green and Growing. We are back to basics, people starting things for the first time. And, of course, the topics have to be timely. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I think we're coming up on where we can start seed, if that's what you choose to do in your garden.
3: We are in the sweet spot of seed starting season for this area, Zone 7B or A or somewhere around there. Uh, Sometime between now and early March, I think, is the ideal time so that you can get those seeds planted and growing out to the point that they can be planted Outside, right after the last risk of frost, around right here in Atlanta, it's like April 15th. But you don't, you don't want to start them too early. We're so eager to get those seasons ground. You know, we want something to do. Well,
2: we've been, like, hooped up all winter. <laughs> and, yeah, it's a project that you're ready to start after Christmas. You're ready to kind of move on to something. But like you said, that is key. And that's kind of slowly what I'm learning. The chance yeah. of the last frost, yep. we can go to GeorgiaWeather.net and kind of see a trend of the mm-hmm. previous years. I mean, but in Georgia, you know the weather's wacky. Yeah. So, I mean, the last frost could be in March, could be mid-April. Mm-hmm. So generally, as a rule of thumb, as right. you said, early to mid-April is kind of what we'll bank on. And you almost have to back time, six weeks from that, so that your seeds have time to germinate, they have mm-hmm. time to grow inside in those mm-hmm. six weeks, and then by time they're not mature plants, but plants sturdy Strong enough, enough you yeah. have to go outside, that puts you at that six-week period where you're able to bring them outside and plant them when there's no risk of a frost anymore.
3: That's right. And, you know, if you got caught and you planted them a little early and then the frost, the weather changes, you can do things to protect your plants outside. You don't have to dig them up necessarily You know, there's tricks that we can do there, too. But it's better, as a general rule, it's better to wait a little bit and plant past the frost date than to plant early. It makes it easier on you and better on the plants, too.
2: So I would be curious how many of our listeners, I know hundreds of them have to be master gardeners. and, And hundreds of them have to have experience with this. And then we have the subsect Probably like my husband or some of my friends. Why in the world would you want to start tomato plants and pepper plants from seed? Like go to Pike Nursery, Uh just buy the plant, you know, and save yourself the trouble. But this is something I'm anxious to try.
3: Oh, it is so much fun. I have learned more. You know, I have a background in horticulture and I've been a lifetime gardener. But I have learned more during that time from sowing the seeds until you move them outside. Because where else can you have the opportunity to get up close and personal with your plants as they're growing? Plus, you have a vested interest right from the start. Putting that seed in the ground and watching it grow, mm-hmm. I am guilty, and I know a lot of the seed starters listening to me right now have done the same thing. You get those seed trays and you start to see them germinate, and then you can't help but watch them like stand there <laughs> for like thirty minutes, in one, awe, wanting to see some growth because you, you know you're so excited. And go, take that to over six weeks, and um, it's crazy. But no, you just learn so much. I, I and there's a, many other reasons why you want to start plants from seed, the own varieties. You you, you just can't, you know, you, as many options as Pike gives you you just can't grow everything you want right by buying the seedling there you got to do it from seed if you really want to spread out
2: and i got some uh packets too of flowers marigolds oh, right. and of course zinnias and stuff like that <clears throat> i mean you know and, and zinnias i've had success either way yeah. by buying the plants but i mean the seeds are just fun to to start from the beginning watch them grow and then when they start to dry out collecting the yeah. seed pods and just kind of doing the cycle all over again
3: well, if you like to garden, I don't know why you wouldn't like to start seeds because you learn so much more in the process and it's one more thing you can do when you can't do other things. Right. Yeah. So, so
2: if you have questions about seed starting basics, we're going to just bombard Joe with these questions today. 404 750 That's the number. I want to say good morning to Peg and Tucker. Hey there, Peg. Good morning,
0: Ashley. Congratulations on your show. It's going well. Thank
2: you. I I, I have a feeling it is, too, but I'm glad you concur because I'm having fun. If I weren't having fun doing this, I don't think it would come across as well. So thank you for calling. How can we help you?
0: Well, some time ago there was discussion about uh, an ordinance that said you could not grow food in your front yard in DeKalb County. Do you know the status of that? I know out out in the rural areas they can plant fruit trees anywhere they want to. I mm-hmm. would presume. yeah uh, but uh, I think the discussion was about a garden because people were walking by people's houses and reaching over their front fence. And taking a tomato. Oh no! So we don't even have to worry about the varmints
2: or the creatures. We have to worry about our neighbors plucking right. stuff from our gardens. Okay. So I love that question, and I like you know the callers making me think outside the box and do a little bit of research. So of course things are going to vary county by county, and then at the city level, if you're in the city limits, and then just neighborhood covenants and things like that. So you really almost have three different entities that you're reporting to or keeping the rules straight. But From the DeKalb County government website, we found urban garden and community garden info. If it's greater than five acres, you do have to get a permit. So that's really all I found. And, of course, when you're submitting the permit application over five acres, they're going to want the address, proof of ownership, and, you know, that you're the property owner. And you even have to give them a site plan and things like that and pay a permit fee I mean, they may ask you for other documentation, but that's all I found just at a glance, Peg, so I'm glad you you had us look that up. But, I mean, DeKalb County is so heavily populated and concentrated. If there's five acres there that you have, like, room to plant a garden, good for you. That's awesome. Just know you have to have a permit. So, But you and I, just kind of on our half-acre, acre acre lot, should be okay. But if a DeKalb County government official wants to call and tell me any different, that would be welcome, too. (laughs)
0: So you're saying if you have five acres, you can get a permit.
2: Yeah. If you
0: don't, mm -hmm. you're taking your uh, fruit and your vegetables in your own uh, front yard.
2: Yeah, as long as it doesn't interfere with any, you know, homeowner... Covenants or anything okay. like that And you know proper fencing maybe If it were to get a little out of control Or something mm-hmm. like that Just to to keep the neighbors around you happy but, Well good uh, to know Yeah I think so too So thank you so much for bringing that up I really appreciate the call Alright Have a good morning Bye Alright so I told all of you Birds, NASCAR, McJagger, The NASCAR tie-in here Celebrity Gardener is a segment that we do every week And the Daytona 500 is Tomorrow and I got Georgia's own David Reagan to talk to me about gardening So thrilled to be joined today by a Georgia boy made good David Reagan, a NASCAR driver And he's getting ready for the Daytona 500 tomorrow So I know you're a busy man Welcome to Green and Growing, David
1: Thanks for, uh, for having me on and, and yeah, the Daytona 500 is, uh, is our first race of the year But it's also our biggest race
2: And you announced in August, correct me if I'm wrong, that you were retiring or maybe semi-retiring So what did you have in mind having a lot more time on your hands now?
1: You know, I've got two young girls. They're uh, almost six and four, and so they're in kindergarten and preschool, and, and, and I've raced full-time, uh, really, since I was a teenager. and I, I was out of high school, and so I, I've had a, a great run. I've been very fortunate to have some, some fun on the racetrack and meet a lot of great people and fans. But, you know, I'm ready to stay home a little bit more, be a little bit more of a normal dad and, and try to be a good husband, be a good father, and I, I know my kids are going to grow up so fast and, I, and look forward to, uh, to spending some more time with them. But also staying involved in the racing world And just racing a part-time schedule
2: Perfect, so you can balance two of your passions You're a lucky man to be able to do that So your wife and your two daughters What kind of things does the Reagan family like to do outdoors?
1: You know, we we love being outdoors Uh, We have a few farm animals uh, at our house here in North Carolina We have a couple of miniature donkeys uh, some goats and, uh, you know, chickens and ducks. And so I wouldn't say that we're a, a farm by any means, <laughs> but uh, our kids do love being outside with the animals. Uh, we do have our own little garden at the house. Uh, we're very lucky that, that our, our both girls like and love vegetables. They, they love to, to grow different fruits and different things. Growing up in the South, that's just something that. You know, I, I've always been a part of My, my family's done that and, and now we'll carry on that tradition
2: What is one of the toughest vegetable crops That you have trouble with in the garden Or maybe just something you've given up and said To heck with it, I'm not doing this again
1: You know, that that's a great question um, Probably uh, a watermelon Maybe Ooh. cantaloupe, some of the melon types You know, uh, it's so easy to grow Squash and zucchini and, and uh, Tomatoes, stuff like that But our, our watermelons, they just don't grow as, as well and as big as, as what you have at the store and so our kids are like you know well we don't want that little thing in the garden we <laughs> want to go to the store and get a real nice big one so <laughs> I uh I, I get where they're coming from
2: okay now this may be putting you on the spot too either a favorite flower or favorite tree
1: you know I, I love the the live oak tree uh, growing up in the south you know they're they're so beautiful they're they're big and, and uh, they're they're old uh, a lot of uh Sometimes you have moss hanging from them So oh, I yeah. say my favorite tree is the live oak tree You know, flowers, I love anything That's, that's got like a bulb That's just coming back on, on an annual basis I, I'm not a fan of getting my uh, Getting dirty and like planting the flowers And then they dine a Few weeks and, right. and you got to do it all over again. So I like uh, the bulbs that they're in the ground and like twice a year you just see pop back up out of nowhere and, and they're there. So that, you've that's got it favorite.
2: right. Yeah, like daffodils or tulips or something like that, hyacinth that you don't have to do anything. Low maintenance. I like that.
1: Just uh, you look where they're supposed to be and, and they pop up one day and you're like, hey, they, they look good already.
2: All right, David, we know you've got a jam packed weekend. You're already in Daytona. You're getting ready for the race tomorrow on Fox. What do you want to tell your fans?
1: Well, I have so many fans in the, the Georgia area and certainly the Atlanta metro area. I've been so fortunate to have supportive fans uh, getting the drive for companies like Coca-Cola and UPS that have a strong presence in, uh, in the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still a Georgia boy at heart, so I appreciate all the support. And, yeah, tune in tomorrow on, on Fox, uh, the Daytona 500. It's a great show. We're, we're going to have a, a fast forward, and I look forward to, to winning. If, if we can win, uh, the trophy will come back home to Georgia and uh, we'll have a lot of fun celebrating with everyone
2: Best of luck to you, David You know we're rooting for you back home Thank
1: you for having me on Good luck And uh, and we'll be tuning in uh, on the following weeks When I'm not racing
2: The Daytona 500 tomorrow on Fox So cheer on local, local Georgia boy David Reagan The race is at 2.30 on Fox and the Celebrity Gardener segment of Green and Growing in the 7 o'clock hour every Saturday. You never know who we'll talk to. Coming up, we have a weekend prize pack you are going to love. That and more. Stay tuned. Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB.
1: It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The News Weather and Traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk.
2: A quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing Today, we know you want to know It's cold right now, about 33 degrees But mostly sunny, a high of 53 Lows in the mid-30s And then tomorrow, maybe a 20% chance Around Metro Atlanta, stray light Afternoon shower, but highs around 57 And lows hovering around 40 The complete weather forecast comes up So stay tuned to 95.5 WSB Green and
1: Growing Green and Growing With Ashley Frasca Here's your garden to-do list this week
2: Alright, so I come along every Saturday With three just very basic things you can do To feel accomplished and pretty set in your landscape So I got two And Joe Lamples got three So first of all, number one, prune roses You can plant them now too, planting them now gives them plenty of time to establish roots for full spring and summer bloom So they would love to be planted this time For summer weeds like crabgrass, you can be be doing the pre-emergent That is something that you put out before you see the weeds, before they have a chance to germinate And it's really going to cut back on the amount of crabgrass you've got So that specifically is one we're hearing a lot of complaints about Pike crabgrass preventer or even Scott's turf builder Halts. H-A-L-T-S, HALTS, Crabgrass Preventer. That's going to help you out. And number three, something very basic, Joe, folks could be doing today.
3: (laughs) I'm not sure how basic it is based on how (laughs) I do it, but uh, pruning your tree limbs. I think this is the great great time of year to look at your deciduous trees primarily because you can just see up into the entire canopy and thin out those branches that are too close together or their angles are too severe or they're crossing because i love that light can get into the canopy but when you um when you don't intervene on that sometimes it just gets too dense in there and i like to see light coming through my trees so I kind of do the crazy thing and I get the ladder up against the tree and I climb up into it like way up high and Joe's it's stupid. Young, he's
2: healthy <laughs> and he knows what he's doing but if you are not oh, but you still want to do that yeah. like Joe can't come to your house this weekend <laughs> and do that for you but you can always go to GeorgiaArborist.org yeah. Yes. Those guys can help you out too. Guys and gals can help you out.
3: Much safer way to do it <laughs> but this is a good time of year to do it.
2: Thank you Joe. Very good. So coming up on 728 and we do have the weekend prize pack Coming up in the next half hour I'll go ahead and give it away What it is Tickets to see the Rolling Stones So please listen Up to 8 o'clock You could uh, take a date To see the Rolling Stones On July 9th So that and more Of course starting seed And your calls 4048720750 will be back On Green and Growing 95.5 WSB
0: Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees
1: and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries.
2: On 95.5 WSB. Coming up on 7:36. Good morning. Welcome to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. It's already been a busy morning. If you're just joining us, we had a traffic red alert. We had 285 shut down. Shocking. I've uh, I've interviewed a few people, including uh, NASCAR driver David Reagan, and he's running in the Daytona 500 tomorrow, which is super exciting. And I got Joe Lample up early out of bed and he's in the studio with me. <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey,
3: hey Ashley. I, at, truth be told, I would have been up early anyway. <laughs> But you make it easier to get out of bed. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you. So Joe is a friend of the show, of course, and has known Walter for a number of years. And I'm I'm pulling him in today. And I will pull you in quite often. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'll start paying you if it's too often. <laughs> oh. But um, bringing him in for starting seed. That's mm. kind of the theme of the show today. And it's something that I personally am doing. And who better to ask than Joe? Tell folks kind of all of the different media outlets that you're in but then why starting seed is so special
3: okay so uh you know where people see me and all that stuff okay yeah yeah. well um pbs first of all my television show growing a greener world all over the country and thankfully in both uh atlanta stations uh and then my podcast the joe gardner show and then of course all the social media channels and youtube joe gardner tv and you know pretty much (laughs) I've been Everywhere. doing this for twenty years. So. Someone that
2: does it very well, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, and you. you're reaching all kinds of people by doing all mm-hmm. these different mediums, for sure. Right. I and mean, you've got followers throughout the country.
3: Yeah, no, and there's a lot of crossover, of course. But uh, I'm fortunate that way, and I love engaging with everybody. But I love to teach. You know, that's I think maybe that's why I just have. I don't feel like I'm working because I love to teach, right. and, and and the response has been very good. But seed starting, you know, I got into gardening when I was eight years old uh, by starting seed. And so it was so exciting to me then, uh, but today, many years later, I won't say how many, but many years later, I find seed starting as exciting as I did the first time I ever put a seed in the ground and watched it sprout until I, I just never get tired of it because it's amazing. It's fascinating. It's, you're in awe of the process. It's still a mystery as much, often as you do it, there are still things that come up that you're not quite sure why that's happening, right which is what I mean how, that's what gardenings all about. that's yeah. why I love it the most. But um, starting seed is the chance for you to do something in the wintertime when you can't do other things and just be right there, have it right in your face. I mean, that's the only time of the year where you can really have that plant in your face at, your, at eye level.
2: So we talked uh, in the last half hour, Joe, about kind of the the basics that I'm starting off with, the seed tray, Mm -hmm. having the soil and all the little cups, Mm -hmm. you know, and you could even use solo cups or something, folks. You don't have to get real fancy and go out to an agricultural store and buy Mm -hmm. all of that. And then what else do I need? I need, explain, a heating pad and lights are crucial.
3: Well, um, actually, a heating pad is not necessarily crucial. It depends. You know, where we live in in, in Georgia, um, seeds have a preferred... Temperature range in which they germinate. And if it's below that temperature or above that temperature, they will not germinate. Um, But within that range, which is very forgiving, they're going to sprout. It's just a matter of how long it takes. And so the closer you are to the optimal germination temperature, the faster that seed's going to germinate, unless it needs special care. And we can talk about that in another segment of this show. But um, so the heating pad, a lot of people think they need that and it does speed up germination. But I can tell you in my trials here, because the ambient temperature in Georgia, unless you're in a really cold room, uh, it's close enough for that seed that it doesn't need extra heat. The extra heat here will, will give us maybe a day or two or three faster germination. But when you think about, you're going to have that seed indoors for roughly six weeks. Right. So what's another day or two? I mean, gaining another day or two. Yeah. So if you want to save yourself 15, 25 bucks, you don't need the heat, heat mat. But it doesn't hurt for sure. Okay. we do hurt. need lights. You absolutely need light. Even when people have a south-facing window that gets full sun all day, Rare is the situation where that's enough. You usually need to at least supplement it. it, And it depends on how much additional natural light you have that determines how strong that supplemental light needs to be. But for a lot of us, we don't have the luxury of that south-facing window. So Mm -hmm. we're doing it in a basement or in our our spare room or something like that, in which case you really need a dedicated light. But the beauty of it is it doesn't need to be a 300-watt grow light. In fact, that's overkill. Okay. But fortunately, technology has changed so much and the prices have come down so much. And yet, I know a lot of people out there right now have been using their fluorescent shop lights forever. You and I were talking about this a minute ago. You know, do you need to buy an LED grow light? Some
2: special light kit or something, yeah.
3: And while those lights and the technology works great, uh, you know what also works great? is a fluorescent shop light.
2: Love it. And it's got to be really close.
3: For, for Yeah. Fluorescent shop lights typically are 40 watts. The T12, the old, you know, tube that's the size of a quarter. Yeah. Um, those have to be really right on top of the foliage, and as the plant grows up, you just continue to lift the lights up. But um, LED lights are a whole nother ball game. They are deceptively powerful, okay. and they can literally burn your plants.
2: Okay. And then the next most basic thing that a, a very gentle seed needs is water, just like the rest of us.
3: Yeah, but before we do that, you know, it's the seed starting mix that you put your seeds into. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, as far as the chronological order of doing this. Finding the right seed starting mix is key. And so, thankfully, when you go buy your seeds, usually there's that bag of seed starting mix right there that you can get. And unless you're starting a lot of seeds, you just buy the bag that's right there. Mm -hmm. You know, It's it's not all that cheap. Five, six bucks for a bag. It does about two trays. Oh, good. So, you know, most people, that's about right for them. But if you're ambitious and you're growing a lot of trays, you might want to look for a wholesale operation or something like that. Griffin Greenhouse Supply here in Ball Ground... You know, you don't have to be in the business to go buy from them, but you can buy in bulk. And so you can get a big bag, like the big bags of yes. mulch and stuff, but they have pro- professional soil mix.
2: Over near Highway 5 and Airport Road. I there was you just go. there a couple weeks All ago. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so a lot of people that are serious seeders are talking about that, that plant mix and how the importance of it being sterile yeah. is. What's your thought on that? It's
3: true. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: You're not introducing diseases or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, there's a fungal
3: disease that's very common uh, called damping off. And it's the probably the number one thing that can take your seedlings out as they germinate. And, and a lot of times that's from spores in the soil that you might dig up from your backyard or they might blow in. But sterile mix isn't really soil. It's For the most part, the most common input is peat moss. Right. And peat moss isn't soil, but it's a growing medium that drains well and holds water. And so that's what you're going to find in most of your bags. But there's another option these days, coconut fiber, which is called CORE, wow. C-O-I-R. It's an alternative, and it's looked at as a more sustainable alternative to peat because that's harvested from peat bogs, and that's a bit controversial as to the sustainability of that. So people are looking for an alternative. And so CORE is the competitor, the the product that people are looking towards more. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, in my trials, and I did a lot of trials for this course. I did core. Uh, I want to. I want to love core. I really want to love core. But there's some tricks to core that you'll have terrible results if you don't do some things with core to make it work. And that's flushing it. Sometimes it's coconut husk. So it's grown up, or it's grown up. It's it's come up, come up through the areas along the beach and right. where it's salty down wherever you know they're harvesting it from. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it can have. A good bit of salt in it and if you don't flush the core soil medium first before you plant your seeds that can impede the development of your seedlings and i can attest to that over many trials if you don't you you'll have disappointing results and you won't know you'll think what am i doing wrong but you may not be doing anything wrong right we did trials side-by-side trials and core was one of the four trays on the rack and the others used peat moss
2: which is way more common and way just more easy common for much more readily available mm-hmm.
3: but the peat based products, the seedlings were taking off. I mean, they were exploding, they were gorgeous and everything, but the tray that had the core in it, it's like they were barely up, you know it was dramatically different and we showed that in pictures and in video and stuff, but uh, you just people don't know that you need to flush that and potentially add some fertilizer, but if they didn't know, they would think they were doing something wrong and right. they're not.
2: We've got Joe Lample here, host of Growing a Greener World, and when he's talking about trials, guys, he, had ha- he has had his scientist hat on for at least <laughs> the last couple of years, yeah. doing all different things with starting seed, and I'm just so proud to let folks know that you've got the master seed starting cool. modules, a yeah. course uh-huh. online that mm-hmm. folks can pay to take, mm-hmm. 10 modules of yep. watching you, videos at their leisure, like an online workshop almost, and he is telling you the best practices and the best ways of accomplishing this mm-hmm. and doing this in a in a very not non-intimidating way right you're really approaching this from from my level like Ashley, you're just starting. Here's what you need. So with the Master Seed Starting course, mm-hmm. you've got something special for folks that are listening to you today.
3: Yeah, we did a 25% discount on that. Aww. Yeah, just for WSB listeners. We actually set that up specifically. So everybody, could, if they wanted to look into it, it's just joegardner.com slash MSS for Master Seed Starting. And uh, if they liked what they saw and they wanted to take the course, there's a coupon code box And you just put in WSB.
2: Easy. And
3: you get 25% off, yeah.
2: I'm going to be doing it. And I'll share that on the Facebook page too, folks. If... You kind of get a get about your Saturday afternoon and think back to that. And what was the link that Joe Lample was talking uh-huh. about on Facebook? Growing a uh, uh, green and growing WSB is my Facebook page. Green and growing WSB, and I'll link to that if you're interested mm. in the Master Seed Starting Course. That's going to be great. So right now until nine o'clock is the time that we can pick Joe's brain on that and other things. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. David in Atlanta calling about his Arbor Vitae. Hey, good morning, David.
1: Good morning. I've got forty-five evergreen arborvartes that my wife and I set out last year.
2: Whoa, y'all were they busy.
1: Maybe we well, were about killed me, but <laughs> yeah. uh, they're about two and a half feet tall now. But they're 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 getting a rusty brown look to them. Mm-hmm. And I I need to know what to do to kind of bring them back to life and spruce them up.
2: So evergreens like this, you know, folks that don't know what Arborvitae are, cryptomeria. Kind of as well, Leland Cypress, the big, tall evergreens that a lot of us use for privacy screening and things like that. They are just not particularly suited for heat and drought. And Joe and I were kind of talking about this off the air. So what are your thoughts, Joe? Because that is so common that they're going from yellow to brown for folks and they freak out.
3: Yeah, people think there's something wrong with the Arborvitae, but take comfort in knowing it's probably nothing because that's typically what they do from fall through winter. Uh, between the cold temperatures and the wind, and we you know we've had a heck of a lot of rain lately, but even if we didn't, uh, the brown needles on the interior side or on one side in particular, maybe the one side that's most exposed to wind, you're going to see that. So it is totally normal. That's not to say that there may be something else going on, but I can tell you without knowing more about it, if you've done the right things in planting it and it's in soil that's draining well, then you will you will see uh, those Arborvitae will come back and they'll look beautiful and there's really nothing wrong. It's just part of the natural process with Arborvitae.
2: And David, you planted them last year, right?
0: Yes, it's been right at a year, yes.
2: Okay, yeah, and that first summer is really crucial of just making sure they do not dry out. So were you pretty consistent with watering them then as well?
0: Yes, they were well watered Okay,
2: yeah, then, then really Water- I think you, you controlled the environment pretty well And did all the very crucial things up front To make sure they got established well So yeah, like Joe said, kind of keep an eye on them But it is probably just environmental And, and really light, later on down the road Folks need to be on the lookout for ceridium canker And there's some diseases that they're susceptible to But we're not going to go that far yet with you I think you're okay
1: Well, what about, what about fertilizer or something? Is it, is it good to fertilize them Or what would be a good time to do so?
2: I would do that during
3: active growth, so I would wait until we get into spring and summer, and don't overdo it, too, because sometimes people want to really give it an extra kick, and they think fertilizer is good, so more should be better, but it's not, especially on newly planted, and yours are less than a year old, I mm-hmm. think you said, and you you need time for those roots to really spread out and get to know their environment before you try to push that growth artificially with fertilizer, but if you did want to do something all-purpose uh, or maybe a slow-release product like Melorganite, which would be great because it's just an organically derived source of nitrogen that doesn't release all at once. And so I would encourage you to look for something more slow release. Or if you use a soluble product like uh, a ten, ten, ten fertilizer that dissolves as soon as it hits water, just go light on it because mm-hmm. you will totally burn up your plants if you Throw, you know, if you're generous with a distribution, so go easy on it, especially during the earlier years.
2: And we don't want fertilizer to be uh, used as a knee-jerk reaction either. You know, it's it's not always a preventative. So during active growth, it's when it's already kind of helping a... Healthy, you know, regularly gl- growing plant. But David, I, I think you're fine. So thank you so much for the call. We've got Steve and Buford, Chris and Conyers, and Rachel and Tucker all coming up. We're going to be back on Green and Growing 95.5 WSB.
1: It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on Saturday mornings on your smart speaker? And me too, weekday mornings, just to tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB. And we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Ashley.
2: And we're back, green and growing, 95.5 WSB Finley Roofing sponsors your weather update Today you can expect a high in the mid-50s No chance of rain, that's good news Tomorrow mostly cloudy to partly cloudy highs in the mid-50s again And lows around 40, maybe a straight light afternoon shower Not out of the question Kirk Mellish is going to have more for you coming up And now the top three things you can do in the landscape
1: Green. Green and growing Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend
2: So my guest Joe Lample of uh, host of Growing a Greener World Gave us, number one What's one thing we could do in the landscape today?
3: Well, get, get, you know, turning out the branches In your trees, uh, if, either From terra firma, with, for the, with a pole Pruner, to open up that canopy and let More light in, this is a great time to do it with Deciduous trees, because you can see into it And know where to make the cuts.
2: So that's something You can think about, and taking out, you know, branches That are kind of cracked, or just look dead Or don't look healthy, and you've got Room to move in the trees, or go to GeorgiaArborist.org and have them do it
3: yeah. Yeah, even better.
2: Good. So, number two, prune roses and plant them now. And number three, start to apply crabgrass preventer. You don't want to see that stuff coming up in March and April. So, crabgrass preventer for your lawns. This is a great time for that pre-emergent. So, crabgrass preventer from Pike or Halts crabgrass preventer that's made by Scotts. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Rachel and Tucker, you've got a great question. Good morning.
0: Good morning. I've got, I've started my seeds and they're just doing great mm. under fluorescent lights. Um, they're about three inches right now. I want to know do I need to turn these fluorescent lights off for some portion of the 24 hour period in order to give them a rest?
3: Well, uh, yeah, probably the rule of thumb is 16 hours on, eight hours off is a good good safe thing to do and just get a timer for that. I have trialed leaving the lights on 24-7 and the results actually go backwards. You have worse results if you continue to leave the lights on all the time. So keep it simple, get a timer and go 16 hours on and eight off and you should be fine.
2: I love that question, Rachel, and we can take your questions about starting seed or anything else. We'll be covering arborvitae, a little more about crabgrass keeping plants healthy in general, and giving away tickets to the Rolling Stones. I promise that'll happen just, just after 8 o'clock. you got to stay tuned here on 95.5 WSB.
3: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry,